Hey, Feral Audio consumer, did you know Feral Audio's got a new survey? Hey, I am a Feral Audio consumer, even though you're not talking about that, and I didn't know that. I am talking about that. Man, we're on a mission to get to know our listeners a little better, and that means you. So basically, these surveys, they kind of help us get information about what you like, right? I guess so. Your participation in these surveys it, uh, makes a difference for everyone making podcasts at Feral. It's a super easy way to support the shows you love. Um, so we appreciate you helping out. I mean, I'll say I don't, I, I, but that's just me. I don't like the idea of, uh, I mean, I, I, I don't mind the idea of a survey. Right. Please feel free to let someone at Farrell know that you wish I lost weight. I, you can seriously in advance go fuck yourself. Not, I don't think these are the survey questions. Okay. No, no I, I imagine it's more like, who are you? Like, like what if we find out that there's like, you know, a bunch of asexual listeners, you know, and right. that, and that the, they in particular don't have, uh, uh, they don't feel feel like they have a their point of view represented like the great thing about podcasting networks is like it's very low overhead to create a podcast so this survey is a great first step to to, to help us build a better feral audio that that includes like if representation is your jam or it just like your interests you know are you, right uh, are you into football would you never for instance ever buy a football app if it was advertised to you, is that not helpful to you? Right, right. We can we can tailor make connections between audiences and, right. and, and, and the advertising. This survey is going to exactly help out those kinds of issues because we don't know you don't like football. Um, you can find the survey at feralaudio.com slash survey. That's feralaudio.com slash survey. You're helping yourselves. The Feral Audio, the Feral Audio survey. You'll float too. <laughs> today's episode is brought to you by last rampage the new true crime film starring robert patrick heather graham and bruce davison and we had the pleasure of speaking to someone involved with the movie so uh, my name is alvaro rodriguez i'm the screenwriter for the last rampage as a writer to me I'm less interested in genre and more interested in character. And, you know, I've written in a lot of different genres, you know, um, you know kind of horror genre, thriller, or action movie, or kids movie, or, you know, different kinds of things. And it was always more, I was always more interested in character and hadn't really quite done something like this before, but was just uh, really drawn to this idea of, um, of a guy like Gary Tyson who, you know, had been in and out of institutions from the time he was, you know, a kid um, and uh, and having sort of raised three sons from behind bars uh, and how these three sons kind of grew up in the church of Gary and thinking that their father had been, you know, unjustly accused and unjustly convicted and all of this stuff that they were getting fed um, from their mom, Dorothy, who's played in the film by Heather Graham. So to me, it was just, I was interested in telling that kind of a story, telling a family story. You know, to me, the most interesting stories are family-centered in, in some way. You know, they're elemental stories. They're stories that um, go back to, you know, to the most intimate and elemental parts of ourselves. So the idea of fathers and sons, you know, there's a line in the script about, in the movie about that, um, you know, where Gary tells his oldest son, you know, Donnie, there's only one law you got to worry about, you know, and that's a law of fathers over sons. And the only way you're going to, you know, 
get past that is, you know, by this, you know, by dying, basically. But kind of threatens him a little bit. But um, so that was really, you know, the touchstone for me, uh, trying to figure out how to tell that story. Don't miss Last Rampage, the true story of the prison break of Gary Tyson. In theaters and available on iTunes and all on-demand platforms today. For more information, visit truecrimelive.com or follow the movie on Twitter at Last Rampage Film or on facebook.com slash lastrampagefilm. Good evening. How are you? Thank you, thank you, thank you. And welcome to the Nerd Melt Showroom. My name is Curtis Armstrong. Just for one night, your temporary comptroller. And please give a big Harmontown welcome to our mayor, his honor himself, Dan Harmon. Thank you. Guest Comptroller Curtis Armstrong! He, wa- he wasn't mad at me. I, I remember when I, I was... We I was... really have to talk about that because I actually heard about that from, like, other sources. <laughs> Somebody stopped me on the street. <laughs> in, in London? No, here. He was here. After I came back here, uh, Leah who's not here, but usually is here, said, you have to talk to Dan because he's upset and he thinks that you don't like him anymore. <laughs> this is my worst but nightmare. But I thought I'd been really clear. I just was going to be gone for a few weeks. Yeah. I really like you. Uh, all right. All right. I don't, I, I don't want to... Now, now that you had to tell me that, are you sure you now don't like me? No, no, no. Now I'm more sure than ever because I've actually been thinking about it. Oh, okay. And because so when, the, what so happened the, was she stopped me, it made me think, mm. do I really like him? <laughs> it was a good opportunity to check in. So for a few days I had that to mull over and then you, you, then I'm you know, coming in and I can assure you I do. I oh, like that's you. fantastic. This is actually, okay, that was my worst nightmare because I didn't want to be high maintenance, but now this is my, my biggest dream, which is perfectly conditional love. <laughs> Pretty much, as, a, as, a, as, a, as, a, as a child, if you receive anything less than unconditional love, and really, let's face it, who got unconditional love in their home? Uh, probably Dave Klein, who's here again tonight. I think maybe he got he got unconditional love because he he seemed to. <laughs> that was a very demure youp. Um, it, was, it was filled with maternal uh, love, uh, but yeah, no, not 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 the case in my home. I mean, if you 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 definitely knew if you had behaved in a way that made you deserving of of love, or as I like to call it, not getting hit, like like, and so so like you, you know, and that that's I think that drives me very much creatively. It probably also complicates a lot of my relationships, but 
That's it's so so. It actually sent a tingle up my spine when you said the count that combination. You said it made me think, do I really like him? And I was like, yes, this is the dark circle that I have to <laughs> dance on the rim of. <laughs> and then jackpot! I earned it. I earned it. <laughs> Uh, normal people are just like, well, of course he likes me. I'm a perfectly fine person. And if he doesn't, why would I care? Not me. <laughs> Not me. Um, well, how was, your, how was your trip? How was your daughter? My daughter's wonderful. And um, she's actually working the big um, festival that's going on as we speak um, called uh, Field Day with lots of bands. And she's doing that. She's done with school. She loves school. And I spent 10 days with her without break. It was wonderful. Yeah. I mean, you know, I thought about you from time to time. <laughs> but, but, um, but it was great. All Thank right. you for asking. All right, awesome. Can you guys see okay? You're here, all right. Okay. There's Seth, the hitchhiker. Hi. It's, it's a little less hitchhiking what you're doing at this point. You're just sort of orbiting the show. Tomorrow. Okay, all right. Well, we're not yelling at you. Just, usually hitchhikers travel in a line, whereas you've been kind of circling. But that's, hey, look, that's better than what I'm doing, which is, I'm just, I'm just jerking off. <laughs> not right now. That would be amazing if you could do it with no hands. All right, so, oh, okay, so I just want to, let's, let's talk about our art, uh, this is our art segment. We got music for the art segment. <laughs> Sometimes things are, exist that aren't TV or games. Um, so I was, I, I mean, I, so I have this ongoing, like, I don't know, what do you call it? Like a feud or a, it's a, it's a, it's a bee in Aaron's bonnet. My lovely wife, Erin McGathy, who's also not here with us, she's spending time with the dogs because we were away from them uh, all weekend. And uh, Jeff is Jeff is just sick. Um, but uh, so Erin, like, I don't know. She's an artist. She's more. She's a visual person. She sees colors and things. And I always, I, I'm always just like, I think colors are dumb. You know, like. I, <laughs> I don't. I. I they're, they're, they seem pretty pointless. I think the point of them originally was that you know we're primates and so we needed to recognize if an apple was going to kill us if we ate it. But now we have, we have we have genetic engineering and you know all apples are fine. They're they're injected with uh, with pre pre preservatives. Yeah, yeah, it's like we've we've finished it. We've taken God's place. <laughs> and uh, so why not why not just lower the the bit value of the of the graphics in the universe? We could probably expand our our range or our CPU. <laughs> if, if, if things were just black and white, imagine how much more Earth there could be, possibly. I, 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 don't know that, I know that's not how the universe works, but I'm just saying, like, maybe our brains could process more if we, were, if we just didn't see color. I, I, or, like, how about eight colors? Because that's the only ones we can name, really, and then people say, oh, eggshell instead of white, and it's like, that's white, that's dumb. To me, it's dumb. But so, so Aaron was always like, she, 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 she showed me this magazine, and she had this kind of smirk on her face. And she shows me this like grid thing. It's like it's this thing with like a thousand lines in it. And uh, and she's like, how many uh, how many colors do you see here? And I'm like, I don't know, like like the usual eight dumb colors. And she's like, uh, she's like, yeah, you know, uh, 
I'm a tetra hakamagaba. Like there's some, she's, she's got more cones or rods or something in her eye. She's a tetra, tetrachromat. Tetrachromats? Where, where are my tetrachromes at? Uh, she's immensely proud of this, which I would equate to being proud of your race, which is bad. It's a, it seems like a vile quality in a person to be like, what is the difference between that and saying like, you know, I have very little melanin in my skin. I'm, I'm like a snowbank. Uh, oh, so you're, you're, okay, great, you're racist. So, 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 but she's like smirking because she can see like, like, I don't know, more of them than I can. She's just, enough that you get, but I'm like, wait, how many can you see? She's like 20 or to 30 or something, whatever the number is, 38. And, uh, and so I'm like, well, are you talking about all the different shades of the colors? And she's like, yeah, how, well, how many shades do you see? And I'm like, are we, are we really talking about each individual shade each striation that you can see on this thing and, she, and she's like yeah and i'm like well i mean that's ridiculous but one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirty four and six six and she's like shut up stop it you're lying <laughs> yeah, 25 26 27 28 29 30 30 33 33 i guess i mean there's probably a couple more but i'll i'll, I'll lowball it and she's like fuck you you're lying <laughs> and i'm like no i'm not colors are dumb <laughs> I, I, can, I, got, I, got, I got more cones, too. I'm a tetracycline. And, but I just, I, just, I just throw them away. They just go into my eye, and I just go... Because <laughs> they're dumb. You don't need them. <laughs> who, needs, who needs more colors? You know, you know who had more colors in grade school? The rich kids. <laughs> go, going by Crayola metrics. Those were rich kids. They also had a sharpener built into the front of the box. Little, 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 little born rich parasites. His dads didn't hit them. Yeah. I had to earn every fucking crayon in my shitty little stepped on box. Broken chunks of like, just like caveman pigment. I had to, I, I had to go out and dig up clay and ochre. And like, make red because my parents were like what, why do you there's red out there go get it in the yard <sighs> there's red on your pillowcase yeah because you guys don't give me enough water <laughs> I got a lot of nosebleeds when I was a kid I thought I was an alien abductee do you believe in alien abduction I do I do really I do yeah I think that's a real possibility huh yeah <laughs> I, 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 I'm assuming I, you don't. I did when I was a kid. I was like, I think it's, I think that's a, a thing that you would gravitate to when you're a kid because yeah. it's a real. It's it either, explains a lot. Well, it, yeah, it helps you cope. I think you know yeah. your fan, the fantasy that you're special. It still does uh, that the world is hard for you for a reason. Mm. Maybe like these people are coming and getting you, and then they're like, you know, milking your prostate and <laughs> telling you secrets about the environment. And you're destroying it. We, we, we know things that you can only find out from cow anuses and like uh, go 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 back go back to your world but we're gonna keep coming back and giving you nosebleeds and you're so special um, I'm still waiting for you to explain why none of this makes sense I mean, it still does I'm not I'm not, I'm not like not, a, when you grow up why do you not believe in that anymore I I think I started to well I started to learn about things like sleep paralysis which there's this, there's this, I don't know if it's a good documentary. Aaron and I just watched it tonight. The, uh, the, the guys that made the, um, 
documentary about The Shining, uh, Room 237, is that, am I getting that right? It, 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 that's a really interesting documentary that everybody should watch. Um, this one's also very interesting. I, I, I hesitate to use the words good documentary because I don't know if it's, because it's like, it's just a bunch of people talking about their sleep paralysis experiences. I, it's very interesting, but maybe that's different from a good documentary. Shut up, Dan. Just shut up. All right, now start talking. First check to see if everyone likes you. Sarcasm. I can tell when it's fake. I can always tell when it's fake. Um, So uh, the, uh, god damn it, sleep paralysis. You know what I'm talking about. So you go to, have you ever had that? No. Really? No. Nope. Oh, it's terrifying. I've had it. I've done it. How many people have had sleep paralysis experiences? Really? It's a, it's, it's a very common thing. It's actually, the odd thing is, it's very common for it to happen very rarely to everybody. It's, it's very uncommon for it to happen all the time to a few people, which is, some people have it every night. And they're 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 living in like a just a sort of strange hellscape where they have no choice but to like make friends with the shadow people <laughs> and give them names and stuff. I go, that's the one with the hat. By the way, hat, hats aren't scary. By the way, it's, they show like the shadow people because one one of the one of the symptoms of sleep paralysis. One of the things that happens is the intruder. This happened to me. This is a terrifying thing. Sometimes a lot of people talk about things on their chest. Just, oh, to, just yeah. in case anybody doesn't know what this is, what, I mean, the scientific theory was, is that so. when you go into REM sleep, which is when you're going to start dreaming, so the scientific explanation for this is that uh, your body releases a, or your brain releases a chemical to your body or something that keeps it from moving whenever you'd want to move it, like when you're reaching for a big cookie in your dream and you, so you don't gouge your wife's eyes out. Like, <laughs> um, so it's, just, so, so like there, it's a natural part of REM sleep, supposedly, to just your body is supposed to not move and cannot move chemically. Um, how, however, you're always supposed to be unconscious and sleeping when that's happening. And sleep paralysis is when either while waking up or going to sleep, you're not doing it the same. You're, you're, there's an overlap where you are awake and your body is completely paralyzed. And so then your middle brain starts to panic. And then these things, these very common things uh, that happen, like people see things on their chest that are like, like, you know, demonic kind of iconography that happens. And like one of the most common things is just this shadowy figure in the room walking toward you. Um, and uh, I, I, it happened, and there's like these archetypes, like the shadow, the little shadow man, and the but then the guy with the hat, which is again not scary. <laughs> it's like a hat. It looks like a pizza logo. It doesn't. It looks like Rocky Rococo. You know. But uh, and then there's an evil hag, which I I, I that's the I think I feel like because I saw like a cloaked figure. I was like 20 years old. I was sleeping at my parents' house, probably like laundry or something, doing laundry for the weekend, and I was crashing in my old bedroom. And I, this happened to me, and I woke up, and I couldn't move, and this, I mean, it was, it's so real. There was a, there was a cloaked black figure in the corner of my bedroom uh, that just strode confidently toward me. I could hear every footfall on the carpet. It was like, it was, it was really, really there. It wasn't a visual hallucination. It was like I was sensing all of it, the proximity, the sound of its footsteps, and this, like, image of I think a female figure like kind of cloaked and permanently in shadow like just 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 marching across the room toward me which is just 
I, you know, sometimes you see a coat rack in the in the dark, and you're like, "Holy shit! Oh god, that scared me for a second. But but this is a person in the room that is like there. It's not like, oh, that looks like something. It's there, and 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 it just like marched across the room and like as and, and just kept coming at me. And then as soon as it it was as as if it just wanted to do just that, just wanted to put its face in my face, and and which is like you're that's scary, even scarier because you're like, why would you want to just scare a person? Because you because you're crazy, so you. So, so it was like, 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 and then as soon as the face got close enough to touch mine, I, 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 I finally was able to, because the whole time you're trying to scream and you can't, and then I finally went, Mom! <laughs> and I was 20. <laughs> and I like, I like bolted up, and then I just sat there, and I was like catching my breath and the adrenaline as I'm realizing this was all, this was not real, but I just sh- shouted out, Mom. And then I just kept waiting, and I, I, I was, I thought about saying, I'm okay. But then I was like, let's see what happens. <laughs> Never nothing. nothing. And I just went back to sleep. And, wow. And, as I, I, and I've had a couple of experiences like that, are, that fit in the same category, but, but that, was the, that was the legit textbook to sleep paralysis. It's never happened to you. Never. Absolutely not. And did it ever happen after that to you? Yeah, I've had like a couple weird, like related kind of, but things. not like that. Nothing, I mean, not, nothing not that, that was really exact terrifying. Woman. No, like I, I've I've had just generic. I wake up and I can't move my body and I panic and then I'm and then I'm and then I'm suddenly able to move it, but, but like 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 not with the the goo coming at me. Yeah. Um, and I've also had like weird like like I, I'll have I, I would have these things in my uh, mid twenties where like it's like my it's like all of a sudden I'm sleeping and then I'm awake but I can't move and then my whole self but my body's still in the bed my whole self gets starts getting thrown around the room banged up against the walls like 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 somebody's trying to pull my soul out 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 of my apartment but can't like for some reason it can only move it around in the room so it's just so just banging into into every wall and ceiling and i can kind of see that i'm still in bed and then finally at a certain point manages to get out and I shoot up into the sky at like the speed of sound I'm assuming um, and, and, and it's like it's actually kind of cool I'm like holy shit I can fly this is going to be amazing I'm going to be like this new kind of hero I can do this at night and I, I'm assuming I won't be able to get shot or stabbed so I could probably fight crime or at least discourage it uh, like and, and I'm like it's like, like this is this elated feeling I'm like holy shit I'm flying I'm flying I'm flying and then like just gives way as the physics of it like start to kick in where you're like I'm not flying I've been rocketed upward I can't fly uh, I'm just sh- I'm just really high up in the sky and you feel the momentum stop and then you're like now I'm gonna fall and, and, and it's like oh, and it just turns into one of those falling nightmares and, you, and then you wake up so anyways wow and you just I, I guess, would actually have, have told that one first I mean the, 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 <laughs> that's well, a lot more dramatic than the woman walking towards you uh, well, noted. All right. <laughs> That's good. That's conditional love. Let's keep keep letting me well, know. Well, no, when they I were both up. good stories, though. Yeah, thank you. They were both good stories. Yeah, well. <laughs> well, what are you, what are you, what are your dreams about? Like a, a gumdrop tree? Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> I I had unconditional love. So. <laughs> See, you're just you're just like a. Like you, you dream like a like we assume dogs do. You're just like chasing a rabbit, and then and then while you're sleeping, you're like, 
<laughs> and your wife's like, oh, he's dreaming. He's so cute. <laughs> I am cute when I do that. <laughs> Did you ever see the YouTube video of the dog that's dreaming and it's doing like, it's like running in, uh, on its side and it's like, and then it's like, it's, it's running and then, and then it starts to like, uh, starts to run really fast and then it like looks behind it like it's, it's and it's snarling like it's clearly being chased by something it doesn't like and then it, Kind of, it, it gets up and runs full speed into a into the wall right next to it, <laughs> and then wakes up, <laughs> and then it just kind of like sits there, like uh, yeah. Uh, you, 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 who, I mean, who do you who do you who do you talk to when you're a dog when that happens to you? You got nobody you can go to. That. <clears throat> All right, so colors are dumb. Uh, you know. I'll save that for when Spencer's out here. All right. Okay. Well, let's meet a new friend, shall we? Sure. I invited somebody. Is a, you know, it was somebody that I've been interacting with throughout my career, from time to time. You know, we're not. We don't hang out ever. I think we're like Commissioner Gordons to each other. <laughs> Neither of us is Batman, but we're. <laughs> I'm just using that to illustrate distance and respect. <laughs> uh. Begrudging, functional, vigilante respect. <laughs> the system has failed us both. Uh, and there we are. <laughs> the funniest moment in the, 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 the good Batman movie, the, Chris, the middle Christian Bale one, the, 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 the Heath Ledger one. Uh, <laughs> I always laugh when uh, Commissioner Gordon goes into the bank vault and it's like fluorescent lit and then he's like, like oh no, they, well, the, mar the money's marked or whatever. And, and then there's a, he turns, it's, it's like, like one of the cops turns and Batman's just hanging out. <laughs> it looks so funny. He's like not supposed to, I know he does that all the time because he's like a detective, but like it's just it's weird that he would be like, hey, I'm here. <laughs> like he had to get into that room and it's like, usually Batman comes in through like little, little windows and things and it's usually nighttime and this is like just noon and it's like there's like fluorescent lights and he's and it's just funny it is, it's also funny to cut from someone looking and then just a hard cut to Batman <laughs> he just looks like all this, he just looks like the biggest nerd in that moment like he, he doesn't there's no way to, for that to look cool it's, it's like because <laughs> um, uh, we've seen people under fluorescent light dressed as Batman and we've never gone like ooh <laughs> We, we, we've always just, at, at, at best, we'll go like, hey, can I get a picture, man? You look really awesome. <laughs> it's a single gunshot from the back. <laughs> no note. But a, a, a brief check of his closet at home tells us the whole story. Um, all right, yeah, let's, sorry. Oh, yeah, I was introducing this guy. <laughs> Apparently, this guy needs no introduction. Uh, he's, he, 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 he's, he's really what he is, is he's the, he's the editor of TV Guide magazine, but because the world is changing, one of the cruel tricks of fate is that he has a new title, which is just not as sexy. He is, he is st still just as important, but he's now called the chief content officer. <laughs> Poor guy, um, but he's awesome, and he's 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 a sort of I don't know he's my he's he's my TV talking buddy. It's uh it's Mike Schneider. Yeah. I think they like it when you sit there. Yeah, they're, they're, sounds good. Mike. 
Oh, I know. It's a... Sit. So we're talking about dreams, right? So I had a really bizarre... Like, you guys have these dreams that are so vivid that you wake up the next day and you're still not quite sure if it was real or not, if it really happened or not. Yeah, so, like when you're, when you're in your early 20s and... Like, like, I always had those dreams where you'd find $50. <laughs> and it's like, you really need 50 bucks. That's yeah. like a lot of ramen noodles and pot and stuff. And you're like, it's like, it's like such a, such a low stakes dream that you're like three hours into your shower. Well, three hour shower. <laughs> three hours into your day when you suddenly realize you don't have 50 extra yeah. dollars. <laughs> it's so sad. The biggest letdown of the day. So I had this really weird dream last night and maybe amateur psychologist dream uh, catcher Dan Harmon can help me with this so so in my dream I'm suddenly a contestant on Jeopardy but for some reason uh, they've they've sold like the branding rights to Dunkin Donuts so there's a new Jeopardy set literally right behind Trebek is a functioning Dunkin Donuts branch where they're actually selling donuts during, on the set. During the game show? During the game show. They're in the background like selling donuts and Trebek <laughs> is standing up there and Trebek doesn't give a fuck anymore. Trebek is like I'm done with this. So the episode is going on and it's me and two other contestants and he's talking to us. He's asking us about ourselves but he never gets around to actually asking any questions. So halfway through the show suddenly people in the audience start screaming out Trebek ask a question and he just sort of glares at them and goes back and he starts asking me again about you know what I do for a living and it still says zero underneath me and meanwhile they're making donuts in the background I'm actually thinking that donut looks pretty good all right, and so corporate America has changed the media scape to a point where although you're a nice guy and feel fulfilled and know who you are, you the clock is running out on your life and you're not achieving anything. That's pretty good. <laughs> so literally today, I go and I run into my brother-in-law and the first thing he says out of his mouth is, hey, they're opening a new Dunkin' Donuts in Encino. Uh, what? You were... I don't know what that me meant, but... Like the first thing, like today, it's following me. It's, it's that's weird. It's bizarre. I mean, I know it's Dunkin' Donuts aren't rare, but it's that's definitely weird. I haven't heard the word Dunkin' Donuts all week. There's, if I had, if I had, if I had, if I dreamt about a Dunkin' Donuts and someone mentioned it, that would be I would consider that notable. I have notable well, evidence of paranormal. That's activity. why the very first thing I brought up on your podcast right now was my Dunkin' Donuts dream for some strange reason. <laughs> well, there was uh, the uh, yeah, there was there was one story of the sleep paralysis thing where the guy was talking and he, I, like he told a story about how there was like a demon standing over him and, t and telling him you're gonna die, I'm gonna demon, and then <laughs> but then his I, girlfriend sat have a t-shirt that said demon on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, a uh, 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 demon with, with, with two D's for a double dose of this uh, <laughs> damon. Um, the, uh, the, 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 uh, his girlfriend sat up screaming and she was having a night terror uh, and in her nightmare there was a cat sitting on her chest speaking in gibberish to her boyfriend at the but, same but, time but the cat it was it was a giant black cat and a lot of, a lot of people report that like it's i think it's just an explanation for like this giant your mind is trying to put an object on something that makes no sense so it, and a lot of people make it a big black cat her, her big black cat had red eyes and so did this this demon at that point in the documentary i said uh, i don't i don't know if i believe that and aaron said why and it's like well because that's like kind of like confirmed proof of supernatural activity like i 
I'm I'm no, I'm not a I'm not a, like a I'm not like a cynical skeptic about things for no reason. But I then again I take it very seriously if somebody asserts. You know, like Jeff does that he predicted 9-11 when his dream, you know, it's like, I just get really quiet and wait for Kumail to, you know, start point, point, point making fun of him. He did that and I predicted the Dunkin' Donuts and Encino, so it's kind of... <laughs> but that's, that's, that's right on the bubble, like, I mean, that's, that's like intriguing to me, because I, I feel like that's possible. I don't, I, it's too coincidental that she's dreaming of a black cat with red eyes and there's a demon with red eyes and like the... I don't know. It's like I feel like someone's lying. But I mean, what do you what do you what do you make of this paranormal uh, uh, shenanigans? Well, I mean, I like. I just. I. Th- th- what's strange about that one is that those two events were happening supposedly at the exact same time, which is very weird. Aaron said, "Well, but, this guy has this thing happen to him every night in one form or another, so it's only a matter of statistics." Well, then it would make sense that she was having nightmares like that because if this happens to him all the time, then that's it, a good point. Yeah. You know, yeah. Have you heard the stories of the people who actually can't fall asleep and after a couple of weeks of not sleeping, they start to actually hallucinate the, the things that they're dreaming? They're actually dreaming, but right. they're awake. I've, so, I've, I've, I've been in that state. Yeah. Have, yeah. Toward the end of every season? Right, uh, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, like, like I, or if I, yeah, like I'll go a couple days without sleep, but then it, there's, a, there's a sort of like de- delusional state that sets in, which is actually really cool. Yeah. And, <laughs> and you, you stop needing as much sleep. Like your body, the, the same way, you know, you've heard this and may probably experience it, how like you, uh, your body suppresses illness if you're really, bi- like your body has this sense of like, well, she needs to get her work done at the hospital or whatever for this week this is a rough week and you can you feel like you're maybe gonna get sick or you've been exposed to all these colds and stuff and you're not getting sick and you don't know you're just like i guess i just don't get sick and then the week ends and you just like collapse into mucus like because your body's like yeah fuck you i was uh, you were sick the whole time um (laughs) but but so the same thing it works that way with sleep too i think after a while after a certain amount of sleep deprivation kids try this um (laughs) Uh, the uh, it, it, you you can actually just like sleep for twenty minutes at a time, and I don't, and then just when you wake up and it's like you, there's no way you got enough sleep, but your body is just now on the Atkins diet of sleep, where it's like just give me a little nibble of ham, just give me just give me something. I don't need a Snickers bar. I don't I don't need to sleep for eight hours, but I get it. You're an asshole. Uh, give me give me a little berry from the from a bush so I can keep going. Um, it's pretty cool because I I I'll, I will like I would I will fall asleep while typing. And then you wake up, and then you read like this weird shit. Uh, the, the, like you just, and then the, like like I would like fall asleep in like write write writers' rooms, and then like I, I'm kind of like half like I'm still asleep, but my eyes are open, and I'm just saying something. Like I'll just start start. They'll be like, "Well, what if what if Annie's jealous of Britta, and so she does this?" And then I'll go, "Yeah, what if about Minecraft?" <laughs> or something else that's out of, like, like from another part of my brain and, and everyone will get this weird look on their face and I'll get embarrassed and I'll go take a nap in my office sounds healthy yeah and, but it made the show so good um, again I can tell when it's lies I'm not interested I'll t- I, look I know that's you guys saying hey we enjoyed season 6 and thank you very much for saying that all over Twitter too I, lo- I lo- thank you that's ham good. girl that keeps me going <laughs> but oh uh, uh, no please they're standing up in the back oh no don't everybody stand up uh, I thought that would I thought that might work I thought if everyone thought a standing up was happening behind them you could like start one from the back uh, <laughs> not like the real standing O I got when I when I wrote those Oscars that Hugh Jackman hosted. 
Sean Penn just fucking leaped to his feet. He was like, yes, best Oscars ever. It was amazing. Standing O. And then Ed Harris was like, I agree. I don't care. <laughs> Morgan Freeman was like, yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, so, by the way, national treasure, Curtis Armstrong. National treasure, Curtis Armstrong. Oh, 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 I thought, it's like, he wasn't in national treasure. <laughs> That's Steve Zahn. Or, or, or. <laughs> that was very nice of you. Thank you. Thank no, you. he's, I mean, how, it's a, right? Yeah, don't get me started. It's the guy. Yeah. It's, well, it's one of those guys. One of those guys. <laughs> the K 12 dude. The K 12 dude. Yeah. <laughs> I get a lot of tweets from youngsters now that are watching Better Off Dead because they because you became a friend of the show. I could tell that they they'd never seen it, which oh, I'm really? exceptionally proud of because that movie does hold up and is awesome. And it's like nice to see somebody go like, "Holy shit! I just rented this. I never would have, and it's so amazing." I know. I really like seeing seeing those. That's really nice. Yeah. Um. Uh. Uh. Shit. Okay. So, what the fuck was it? We, we were going to talk about TV, TV probably. Yeah. I assume. But um, what with the uh, yeah don't yes everybody get lots of sleep. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, let's, yeah, let's talk about TV. So 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 uh, so it's the golden age of television, which 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 is is true because TV is higher quality than the than the movies because movies and, are big international business. So we're just churning out these like giant movies and like it's, it's the, the weird cultural shift. Yeah, is you, now you, that, you look at Disney and Warner Brothers and the majority of, of uh, it's the, the big DC or Marvel franchises are what they're kind of focusing on or also some Pixar in the future. But really that's what the movies now are. So yeah. And you're all the other stuff out instead of making like something that's about an insight into, for instance, like American domestic culture and then exporting it to other countries as television where they, there could still be that cultural like oh this is an american show i know that going in like the mo movies are like the american audience is like a fraction of the box office that they even care about didn't they release the the new avengers movie in china before here or it was it was it was like america was like the last yeah, and uh, you know what's interesting too is now they're they're having to sort of there are certain things they won't do in some of these big movies now because China's such a large percentage of the, the the box office. So yeah, and that's just and that's just the tip of the iceberg in terms of like the effect of if you're if you're making a movie for an entire planet, and you need it to be this big crazy movie, and obviously the, a, a byproduct of that. I mean, one 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 effect of that is that CG is going to get really good, and it really has, and it's amazing. We can do anything now, and to the point where I was watching Mad Max, I was. I, I had no idea. Everyone that keeps watch, walking out of Mad Max is always say, saying the same thing. They're all going, I don't know how they did that. And I literally mean I don't know how they did that. I don't know if that was a practical car flipping through the air or, or if maybe the tire was CG but the car wasn't. Or Weirdly, I know something about that. All right. <laughs> Which I usually don't. But I happen to know something about that because of Genevieve. Pearson, okay. who you know, yeah, yeah, Genevieve, we love Genevieve from King of the Nerds, and she did some research on it. Every, every um, car effect is practical. They may have layered stuff over it, but all all of the car stuff is practical. All there are other things that are C CGI, but a vast amount of that movie was actual practical. And the stuff. guitar guy. 
And the guitar guy was a real guy. We love the guitar guy. <laughs> I mean that was yeah. That, I mean that's a geez, you you would expect a movie like that to. be It just good. doesn't look like it to me. I I'm the not a big always fan in the perfect of those movies, place. but it doesn't look like a CGI movie to me. It, it, even at the parts where I know it has to be, it's really there are moments of that movie that I thought were just beautiful. Yeah, just beautiful. It seems to like look the at. camera is always just in the perfect position, which is where you, which is an effect of the CG kind of media scape. Shut mm-hmm. up, Harmon. Uh, <laughs> Entourage, on the other hand, all CG, <laughs> <laughs> including the script. <laughs> wow. Well. <laughs> I don't know where I mean I don't know where those three boos were coming from. Like I have never seen a frame of entourage. And I'm fine. <laughs> oh, you got uh, some binging to do, folks. <laughs> I, I, I told that to somebody and they said, actually they kinda they kinda studied me for a second and as they molded over in their head and they said, like, I think you're mm, I think you're experiencing entourage the right way, like, 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 because it's like it's like trickling in, you know, through the water table to you, like, 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 it's like you know you don't need to see any episodes. It's like it's more of a yeah. That's how I experience the Real Housewives. Uh, it's it's I never actually watch them. I just kind of for whatever reason, if you live in this culture, you sort of just know what's going on on those shows. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. There's no okay. So 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 the so the movies are the movies are visually uh, 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 incredible uh, and with the exception of your odd Mad Max or two they're they're all kind of dumb whereas TV until we get I mean I don't know because it's cheaper now and it's lower stakes it's getting like really you know good he said (laughs) at a weird octave Um, and getting gooder it's getting good um, it's and there's there's lots of shitty shows, but it's there's so many that there's there's something for everybody, and right. there's, yeah, there's all kinds of amazing stuff happening. So, a lot of one part of this golden age of TV is serialization. Like it's like, 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 like no one can argue that Breaking Bad wasn't a great show. Well, someone can, I'm sure. Uh, uh, who who is that person? Uh, 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 Roger. Uh, 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 <laughs> <laughs> Roger Goodell. Roger. Roger. So that guy's an ass. <laughs> he probably doesn't like uh, Breaking Bad either. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, somebody's got to push back, right? But, but anyways, I'm saying like that's a clear. I mean, there's no more serialized show. I mean, he just did Macbeth over five years and slowly spiraled this character into this beautiful uh, demise. Yeah. Spoilers, but uh, the uh, he he breaks bad and then it gets worse. <laughs> uh, but. So here's me, and it's not just because yeah. I'm a sitcom guy. I don't think like I have this like, I don't, is, is it is my um, aversion to serialization is my view of serialization as a crutch as bad craftsmanship is that a is that now officially a hang up that I have? Do I need to let that go? Yes. <laughs> George, George R R Martin is in the back. <laughs> What 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 is it specifically about the serialization? Just the... it feels like cheating because I always because I, I grew up in the eighties uh, on, on on TV that was like so supremely crafted. No matter how dumb it was, it was like there was a sense of craftsmanship. Nobody in Cheers ever made a they picked up a Rubik's cube and like 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 because it was in the headlines that week. It was like 
I'm sure there's a, it, it, it's not like the shows aren't dated, but there was also the, the attempt was for timelessness and the attempt was for perfect modularity usually. And then when, and then it's, it's always, it's that shark jumping thing, the, or the actual etymology of shark jumping being from serialization. When these shows start to start to get desperate, they start saying to be continued. And I guess that's the association I make. It's like, it's like, it's like you're starting to, I, I started to feel like when, when the internet really started to threaten TV, that's when we saw TV start to, do like really quickly. It was all this like what I regard as a dirty trick on the audience to like to like to like f you know sh throw some weird nonsensical thing at the end of an episode and then go huh <laughs> now what are you gonna watch next week? <laughs> and, it, and it feels like you're holding them hostage. It's not the same as Breaking Bad, which is like you know it's it's uh, it, it, but I've always you know people have heard me rant about. Uh, everything I've ever ranted about that makes sense to me, Breaking Bad broke that rule and did well, it well. I mean, I think the difference is now that uh, because of the way we now watch TV, it's it's you you can watch it back to back. And you know, back in the day before DVRs, before streaming, you missed episodes. Uh, you, no one watched an ent entire run of any series because you might be out one week, you might miss a couple episodes, so they had to be kind of self-contained so you could jump in and out. And now. You don't have to do that. Uh, right. Most shows, if you really like a show, you are going to watch every episode. So in a way, that that kind of rewards the fans who want to sort of get to know these characters and who want to go on this journey with with these people. So I, I don't, you know, I think there, there's something for everyone. There's, you know, what's weird is even though all these shows now are serialized, Shonda Rhimes is making a million, you know, billions out of out of serialization. But then you also have Dick Wolf, who suddenly has four shows on the air this fall. All of those shows are actually still self-contained. They all take place in Chicago. So if you like fire, then you got one. If you like med, you got one. If you like PD, you got one. It's it's that's much more like the serial uh, style of you know pick pick whichever serial you like, pick it do up you think and Dick buy. Dick still actively making TV, or do you think he's like in a glass coffin? Like <laughs> <laughs> has anyone ever seen him? I, I, I think he's under Mount Rushmore, like like like, and the people are like fanning him or like like pumping fluid into, into some kind of chamber, and, and there's like. I don't even think there's scripts coming out. I think it's just like <laughs> some young writer comes in and smears uh, smears some of the the embalming fluid on his on his face like war paint and goes, <laughs> and then he charges out on a horse to a typewriter and creates a new Law and Order. I'm still. I, please note, I'm still saying Dick Wolf is a very valuable player in the television industry. He's a, he, there is a contribution there. I just think it's more spiritual and uh, ritualistic, probably. He's he's he, he's making a lot of money. He is out there. He's you know he's he's kind of the the the, the master of it all. Yeah. I, I'm not. You're not going to get me to <laughs> poo poo all over Dick. Oh Wolf. man, are you kidding me? I, I mean, I, I hope my work speaks for itself. I've uh, I've I've made love to to Dick Wolf. Uh, <laughs> Uh, several occasions. Uh, uh, the 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 uh, also. I think how much of it is his name? I hope name? not during SVU though. No, no. Just please not during SVU. <laughs> how, how how much is is his name though? Because it's like perfect that you you the, the episodes end with just like he hung himself while masturbating, and then it just says Dick Wolf. Like it's, it's like dun, dun. such a visceral. It's like a mic drop. It's like ow, Dick Wolf. <laughs> It's, it, it Dick be, Wolf before he dicks you. <laughs> it, would, it would be too on the nose to, to, to if they were if it was the other you know if it was Wolf Dick then you'd be like this is childish. <laughs> but it's, so it still looks like a name but you're getting all those ingredients and it's like Dick Wolf. 
Pretty strong, right? Yeah, strong, strong. Yeah, it sends the subliminal signal. This is a. Str- I just watched a strong show. Yes. Um, the, the, uh, that, that overreacts to the moon. Um, the the, the uh, okay. So yeah, okay. I've I've reached a verdict. It, it's me. It, I, it's a hang-up of mine for a bad reason. In childhood, I was I was watching television that was produced by people that were much like the people producing features today. They were afraid to engage the audience too much narratively because it was ratings poison. Yeah. And that's not craftsmanship. That's that's corporate just manufacturing. And I grew up in that world, but that's like me saying, like, I don't know, is it me or is Lucky Charms better than Filet Mignon? Like, I was like, come on, don't be a dope. <laughs> like, it, 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 I mean, I'm, I'm no foodie, but it's like, yeah. Like, <laughs> the, the, well, I, th- I think because back when we were growing up, those those serialized episodes were pretty pretty cheesy, pretty yeah. bad. Sort of, find out next week whether or not Gordon Jump actually is molesting Dudley. Right. They were, <laughs> they were, they were, they were death rattles of desperate shows. Like, like, and it was sad to see previous shows that a few weeks earlier were had cultural efficacy, and now you're watching them wheeze and cough and like to, to tell you to, 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 to like, like I remember different strokes was like man, it had a lot of death rattles. Like there was that molestation episode, and then there was a. Uh, Dudley and was it Dudley and Arnold both got locked inside a car on the Knight Rider set. They were they were visiting Knight Rider because fuck it. And because, because someone was just looking out the window in the in the in the different strokes writers room and then they looked at the clock. And they were like, what if he went over there? NBC Synergy, Home by Three Productions. Um, they, but they, so they, they I, I was, it was, it was, it was so ridiculous because Arnold got he visited Knight Rider, t- talked to Knight Rider, which they they maintain. I think they maintained within the fabric of the show that Knight Rider is an and Kit is an actual talking car. <laughs> I'm okay with that because it's like, hey, let's, right, let's it's canon. Let's, yeah. And and and. But it's different then, strokes canon. Then he like goes into a car. I don't think it was a night. I don't think it was Kit. It was a different car, and he he gets locked in the car. That's not even possible. <laughs> and then two crew hands like walk up and uh, and go, uh, "Hey, should I move this car?" I'm like, "No, what are you crazy? That's the car we're gonna blow up in the next scene." <laughs> and the audience goes, "Oh." <laughs> Like, like they, they had the same reaction as they did to Dudley getting molested. <laughs> like, like, oh, they're gonna, oh, that's the car they're gonna blow up. Like, this is not how Hollywood works. What is this, the Flintstones? I mean, all right. Anyways, cars don't talk. I'm Andy Rudy. Um, Remember, there was the the sitcom template where there was always the episode where someone got trapped in something and they possibly were gonna die. So on Punky Brewster, her friend remember got caught stuck in the refrigerator. Yeah. Um, of course, we all remember the Three's Company episode where they were stuck in that freezer and they, they could have died. So it was like it was like number seventy two on the list of like yeah. sitcom tropes that everyone had to do at some point. It was a simpler world. The the the, incre- the Incredible Hulk won an Emmy for best dramatic series. <laughs> simpler time. I think and, and Lindsay Lindsay Wagner was that her name? I think she got an Emmy for for best actress in a in a dramatic series for Bionic Woman. Um, anyways, uh, Daredevil. What do you think? I, yeah, I'm a fan. 
Absolutely. I think that, that friend of his, he made me, I stopped after the pilot because of that friend of his. <laughs> what do you mean? His friend just seems a little foggy. Yeah. Foggy but the, I, 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 was a little, you, I was a little thrown by his performance style. Yeah. And, I, I, and, and I, I'm lowering my voice because I... I, I because I, Marvel I, lawyers are listening? Or? <laughs> no, no, it's because I, 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 I get the distinct impression he's probably a fan. <laughs> because, so, just because he, he has a... I feel in the pilot he's acting a lot like just a guy that's wandering around Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and not so much like a professional actor. He I just kind like, of stumbled on set. And yeah, and he's just sort of like, hmm, what? he's supposed to be like the comic relief, and he's just like, he's, get, 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 comb your hair. Just knock it back. The bangs are flying all over the place, and just, something, I don't know, there's something about him. I, but then I talked to other people, and they said, actually, he'll become your favorite character, and he's, he, he, he gets better and better. All right, fine. <laughs> um... Yeah, I, I mean, I think of all the, the comic book uh, adaptations right now, uh, to me, The Flash is really... I mean, they, they killed it in season oh, one. Oh, I haven't seen it. Huh. And it's did a really great job. And it's a, it's a lot of fun. And it's so accessible. I actually watch it with my five-year-old. My five-year-old loves it. Now, there there been time. I don't know if I'm dad of the year or not, because the, there is, you know, some death on the show. And it's there are times where I'm, like, wondering if I'm just, you know, injuring this kid. But he enjoys it, so... <laughs> So what what are the what are the Flash's uh, limitations? That seems like a pretty extreme superpower to just be able to do everything faster than everybody else. Like that's that's right next pretty, to pretty badass fly, flying. Yeah. Like so. So what is it? What is well, do, do, do people just sometimes stick their arm out and, well, and yeah. wait, <laughs> and that's like his kryptonite? Is 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 it a, a, a patient clothesline? There's there's a lot of there's a. <laughs> There's a lot of a lot of baddies out there. There's the reverse flash, you know. There's, there's what does a reverse lot. flash do? What does that? What does he do? Is he, is he go same speed backwards or super slow? <laughs> that would be great. There was a flash. There's a flash villain that was in the comic book world that was called the. She's not. I love that you're not. You're like you're, you're a big fan of this character. The the, the it's, what was his name? The turtle. Yeah. The tortoise, the turtle or the tortoise. He was a, he was the world's slowest criminal. <laughs> I, I, I've only read the description of it. I've never seen it in the comic book. I, it was it was just like give me a break. I, it was like, 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 yeah, he was he was he was a great nemesis to Flash because as as described, um, he would he he's so slow that uh, Flash would get to the scene of the crime, uh, investigate it, and leave before the turtle ever got there. <laughs> That's pretty slow. That's he's, that's actually he's not a criminal that's at all. Me, yeah, that's <laughs> the time-space continuum. I'm Fla- con- Flash's nemesis is just people who haven't done anything yet. <laughs> uh, that's not. He's just an, an right, impatient that's, guy. That's person of interest. Uh, that's but but no, t- seriously, what's what is reverse Flash? What is what is it? What does that mean to be a reverse Flash? Well, so uh, the the, uh, the 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 character, um, you know, the guy from Ed, whose name is escaping me right now, Tom Cavanaugh. Um, are we giving away spoilers, by the way? Because I'm realizing. I know exactly. Wait, we're, we're really? Oh, spoiler this is... alert! Oh, so the first season kind of hinges on Reverse Flash and 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 what he is. Okay, all right, fine. I accept so, that. Fine. All right. So, so well, what are White Walkers? <laughs> how do they work, and how do you kill them? <laughs> uh, no. Uh, yeah. How, was, uh, how, how are you feeling about Game of Thrones right now? I'm behind right now, so okay. unfortunately, and we're missing tonight too. So I'm I'm uh, 
couple episodes behind. There's so. been some controversy about Game oh. of Thrones. Like, 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 I guess it's just inevitable oh, about the show it, was so flawless for so long in everybody's eyes, and it was just like, it's like, it's like a there's like a there's like two lobes to the controversy as far as I can understand it. One is uh, uh, that they're starting is they're departing from the books from, yeah. more and more. I don't know if it's accurate to say more and more, but uh, I thought I heard something that they, their plan was to actually depart from them to a, to an extent that it would be okay well, to just coexist. Yeah, and you kind of have to at some point. But let me, I'm, I'm curious what you guys think. I mean, are you guys cool with them going in a different direction than the books? They're almost caught up to the books anyway, right? So wouldn't they have to, it's like sort of... Right, like, I mean, that's the thing too, is he's racing for, to finish yeah. the next book, but then, you know, at some point, all these shows have to go in their own direction. I mean, that's the thing about Walking Dead as well, is the, the treat is they do sort of honor the comics, but at the same time, they've gone in a different direction. They've, they've created new characters. They've sort of taken things from the comics and sort of switched them around, changed the time timetable, but it's still, it's, it's enjoyable for both. And yeah. it's an opportunity to have two different, sort of paths for 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 that uh you know that that, that genre yeah the, the the other lobe of the controversy was a, was a really specific thing of like the brutality of the uh, which and mm. i think i think i think the reason why it was so controversial is because also it wasn't in the books so that's kind of the definition of gratuitous um is the was sansa's uh, wedding night to or isn't this like her third wedding night she's sansa hasn't have had a, a, a good life um and, and so so there was a, her wedding night to a shitbag uh um yeah ramsey uh cool name bad guy uh she, you know, he, yeah, he, uh, whatever. But if you, if you don't know, it doesn't matter. It's, it's a, it's a brutal, it's a bad, it's a, it's, she, she, it's not a great, like, uh, consensual kind of wedding night. And, um, now, so, so, like, cinematically, as far as what happens on the screen, it's, it's actually one of the least gratuitous things in Game of Thrones history. He, there's a shot of him ripping open the back of her dress, and then the rest is played on her terrified face, which is all the more brutal. Um, and also, it's like it's like yeah, it's like the rest of the show is just like like actual reverse cowgirl action, and people everyone, no one can actually ever have sex in Game of Thrones. Everyone, someone's always walking in. Um, <laughs> but I think so. So I I I, I was like, like well, okay, so it wasn't in the book, okay. And then there's a lot of argument of like, well, we already knew Ramsay was bad. Why are we doing this? I, I and certainly you don't want to dance near the hot button of like the the, the emerging feminism and stuff, and I don't want to take that stuff lightly or dismiss it for for dumb reasons. But um, but I will say, I feel like the game, the whole Game of Thrones series, not uh, being not a guy that read the books, like when I watch the show, I feel like those two sisters, Arya and Sansa, that the the the, the whole series is like, it's this like to me. I'm, the whole point of that show is that I'm waiting for the two of them to enter the same room again after all these years because one of them in the beginning of the show is just a standard like oh I'm 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 the princess archetype and my value is in learning to sew and I'm going to get married off and I'm a diplomat and I'm going to learn how to how to consolidate power from my family because I'm I'm pretty and blah 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 and then the other girl is like I want to shoot arrows you're not allowed to shoot arrows and it's like okay we know these archetypes we resonate with them and then they and then this then then the shit just hits the fan and these two girls in particular they're separated and now we're just watching them like Arya has now become like this weird ninja assassin that's like <laughs> learning how to like bend her mind so she can poison people or whatever and like and Sansa is like 
is 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 no less a hero and by, by virtue of the tragedy that's befalling her it's like it's too it's like the, the darkest versions of their little fantasies that we were watching them in the before their lives went to hell and 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 so for that one reason i was when i you know i was like well you know what the the, the more bad shit that happens to sansa the better like right so I, I mean maybe that's the point or the i, I don't know well, I, I mean, I think I think the thing is, um, you know, it, you're right. It's a very delicate topic, uh, especially right now in, in society and in the world. And, and you have to be prepared to either justify it or or be be sort of cognizant that this is going to create a controversy, and you better have sort of your explanation ready. You better be ready to sort of explain it. And and sometimes I'm surprised when networks or producers are caught off guard. By controversy, when you can sort of see it a mile away, and in this age of social media, anything can become a controversy. So you always have to be ready to explain yourself and and you know justify the the, the direction that you go on a show. So that's where I kind of sort of still don't understand is when people aren't ready to right. have they had have they had a response? Has there been a response from the production side to the controversy? Has anyone issued a statement saying like, look, here's Leave yeah. us alone. We're Game of Thrones or anything. Have they said anything? Yeah, I mean they, they've they've come out and said uh, you know if uh, we we apologize if we have uh, offended people that you know this that that wasn't the the, the purpose of the storyline. This you know the, sort of the usual sort of explanation and and so uh, you know they're they're big you know so. I have a question. Um, I thought. Um, <laughs> Thank you, Curtis. Well, I was just I was just wondering something because I might be wrong because I'm way behind. I'm still in the books, um, but um, <laughs> my question is um, my question is that the problem with this particular case was that it actually and correct. I know I will be instantly corrected that it was something that in the books did not happen to that character. Right. It was something that was imposed on the character. Is that correct? So that was the reason for the controversy. It wasn't the fact that it was a rape or how how visually brutal it was. It was that they arbitrarily took another character and gave right. the rape to this character. Yeah, I think it was all the above. Yeah. That say it was sort of just, you know, the, the, the perfect storm of this this was going to incite some some concern out there. And right. then on social media especially, yeah. you know, this is an age of social media, as you know, Dan, that, yeah. you know, and that's actually... It's weird, that, you know, it's like, like where it's Sopranos, Deadwood, uh, Game of Thrones. I mean, I'm not, I'm not defending anything, but the, 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 the word for the other side is that it's like, come on, what, what are we getting high on when we're watching these shows? It's like, like the, we, we, you know, there's a, there's a point when like, uh, like it looks like I'm trying to avoid spoilers, so I'm just speaking of very general things, but there's a, there's a point when it, it looks like uh, Peter Dinklage might might die. That's not a spoiler. It just look. It just see. It's just like he's in. A, he's in a tough physical spot. And I found myself going like, you know what? This could be it. Like, I, and that's 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 what makes that show so amazing. That's what made Breaking Bad really interesting. It's like the br the brutality and the randomness, the chaos. It's like holy shit. Like I don't know. I mean that that show's first season ends in one of the biggest like 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 what the right. fucks in the in, in TV yeah. history because you're like what what he was. Michael Thrones. <laughs> you killed Michael Thrones. PD. It's his game. <laughs> Cersei literally five minutes earlier told him, gave him the Game of Thrones speech. Remember? She's like, if you're going to play this Game of Thrones, I suggest you be very careful. And he's like, okay, I will be careful. Skrunk. <laughs> 
And we were like, holy shit. And we were like, you know, we're tearing at our shirts and we're like freaking out. And then we just like sat there and waited for the next season because we're like, holy shit. And it's happened a thousand times in that show since then. And so that would be, that's the only, I'm, not, I'm, I'm neither defending nor, 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 uh, nor, nor attacking because of the sensitivity of the issue. And it's like, like I, I don't want to. I don't want to mansplain um, about any of that stuff. I don't want to. I don't want to. I, I want to stay on the TV like consumer side of this thing, and not. I'm not. It's none of my business on the gender side. The uh, and but that's the th- other thing to consider is just like you know it, the fucking like brut- brutality. We can't because the, the, the argument I keep hearing is like we already come on, give me a break. We already knew that guy was a bad guy. I'm like, well, that's come on. That by that argument. Oscar the Grouch is as bad as it should get because he's like, and you, like, like, like if you if you if you want if you want to freak people out, Oscar's gotta like lunge at Big Bird's throat every once in a while. Right. I'd be like, I fucking hate birds because I'm racist. <laughs> Just blood everywhere. The series finale of Sesame Street. <laughs> Fade to black. <laughs> um, why don't Why don't we bring out media correspondent Spencer Crittenden? Is that, I walked in with a bag, is that, I brought a paper bag, it says Hannah on it in Sharpie. Uh, it's not an emergency. Is Hannah here? In the, okay. Yeah. There's it, Hannah. Uh, Aaron packed a little bag for her. Uh, okay, good. I thought I'd use Spencer's sit down time. Is that it? Does it say Hannah on it? Yeah, yeah it does. Okay. Someone, in, this is below your pay grade. You're a comptroller. But you can, you can hand it off. All right. There it goes to Marissa. And there, we have like a whole congregation. I know people's names. That's for Aaron. Oh. Oh, that's for Aaron. That's the backpack. Is that just a drug deal that yeah. happened? <laughs> I had this idea where you could sell cocaine out of a bowling alley by putting it in the shoes. And this is very similar to that whole methodology. What TV shows are you watching, Spencer? Oh, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I just started watching Silicon Valley. I'm, I just got caught up. Yeah, Game of Thrones, you know, okay. Okay, this is not spoilers. The, you know, it's been said that Obsidian can kill those White Walkers. And they've revealed arrowheads made of Obsidian... And uh, spoiler alert, sometimes the White Walkers watch things. They just stand there watching stuff happening. Why can't they just shoot him in the fucking face with obsidian arrows? It'd be done. It'd be over. It'd all be no more game. You mean like the the leaders? Yeah, they just fucking stand there. Assholes. (laughs) I don't know. When I saw those obsidian uh, arrowheads, I was like, what the fuck are you idiots doing? If you didn't show the arrowheads, I wouldn't have this question in my brain. Okay, sorry. I know, but I mean, there's only a limited supply of white walkers. There's not infinite of them. You could just four arrows, done. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, everybody. Bumming everybody out with obsidian. All I've been thinking about you guys is just uh, of uh, just Minecraft, just just Minecraft blood magic. Oh, shit. All right. Oh, it's nine eleven. Yay. That's, that's it's always off putting to the new guests. Uh, <laughs> it's just 
9/11. There's no and there is no hidden layer to it. We we they cheer at 9/11 cuz we've trained them to and <laughs> our our goal is just to be bad people like uh, <laughs> Um, all right, so, uh, all right, Golden Age of TV. All right, all right, great. Yeah, but Silicon Valley, by the way, having a great second season. If you guys yeah. aren't oh, watching. Yeah. I'm, I'm way behind on that. I haven't watched since the finale of the first one. It's good, man. I'm kind of scared. I, I, need to, I need to hear that before I, before I dive in because, like, Kumail's a, a very good friend of the show. And it's like, if I have, like, a... What if I hate it? You won't. You won't. Yeah. Yeah, he's he, great. He's, he's great better him. this season. I mean, not he. Like, his parts are better this season, I think. Hmm. He's always perfect. <laughs> Come back, Kumail. And dreamy. Um, what are you guys thinking about this season of Orphan Black? <laughs> Boo. Oh my God, I love that. You love, you love Orphan I Black? I love or? Orphan Black. It's, it's a great show. Um, it's, going, it's really getting into the weeds, though. So, it, so I, I feel like... The last, not this past Saturday's episode, but the, the, the week before, I felt like they were getting back on track. So, fingers crossed. I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm in. I'm in it for, for, for good, I think. But I feel like maybe now they're getting back on track. More Allison. There wasn't enough Allison this season. So. Oh, no, but you know what? They've got more Helena. And Helena is oh, now my favorite. Oh, Sistra. Oh, my God. I Sistra. love her so much. Yeah. Right? I love Tatiana Maslany. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I love Tatiana Maslany. I I get. I think I think it's good with olive oil. (laughs) Just a just a little salt. A nice Mm, Tatiana Maslany Mm. (laughs) for the whole table. Yes. Um, The so are you married, Schneidy? Yes. When you uh, to a lady? Yes. See how modern I am. Look at you. Um. Uh, <laughs> oh, I was thinking. So, speaking of gay marriage, I I I I, 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 I thought of one more reason to support it while I was uh, 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 getting dressed a couple days ago. Uh, like eighty percent of all straight marriages are uh, gross people, and all gay marriages are adorable. I've never I've never seen a gay couple, and I'm not talking about like because they're good looking people. I'm saying I've never seen a gay couple. And, and, and gone like, oh, those two are, those two suck. <laughs> but I all constantly, like, t- t- Universal City Walk is just a fucking parade of shitbags. <laughs> and they're all straight married couples. I mean, what are we protecting? All right, anyways. That was my culture segment. I think that's a big City Walk issue, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Like, did you see that documentary with George Takei and his, his, his uh, George Takei and his husband are they're goddamn adorable. Oh, they're George Takei. Is that condescending to say? Is that like a new form of homophobia to go? They're adorable. <laughs> is that am I infantilizing them? George Takei is the best, though. They're, they're, I'm not saying they're adorable as human beings to dehumanize. Them. I'm saying their marriage is adorable. Yes, they're indeed. Well, okay, He's adorable. Uh, that's racist. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, Adorbs. So, so when, when when you when you come home to your wife, and she's like, she's like, like, I was gonna endow her as like washing dishes, but then I started <laughs> spiraling into like feminist uh, uh, reaction. Uh, but I'm saying she just she finished her job as like a powerful attorney, and she's just <laughs> she ate a little bit of protein on a plate, and she's just cleaning her own plate. That's yeah. what, that's what you guys. She's do. Uh, she's a graphic designer, so she's <laughs> she's washing a, a dish, and uh, and she's not good at it. <laughs> she's she's like 
fuck, fuck. Ah, the fuck. And uh, I just wanted to put her in a position where you, co- you, you, you guys are a, a sweet married couple right. and you're coming up behind her. She's like, you're going to what tonight? Harmontown? Really? You're spending more time with Dan Harmon? Like, what is, what is that? Do you ever come up behind her and put your hands over her eyes and then, and then uh, sweetly whisper in her ear, is your schneidy sense tingling? <laughs> As coined by Dan Harmon, I really try, I really want to make this happen. You, uh, it's funny you you tweeted that out to me, but then there were Michael Schneiders across the country who actually tweeted back at you, and but thanking you, I guess for that. It was it was. <laughs> I think it's how you should open all of your columns. Anything that you write, you should say, "Hey, is Schneidy sense tingling?" Exactly. Uh, Whatever panel I moderate from here on out at Comic Con, that's all. I'll yeah, like start when you're out. doing, yeah, well, yeah, Comic Con, you can go, hey, is your Schneider sense tingling? Hey, it's me, Mike Schneider. Another rape on Game of Thrones last night. <laughs> <laughs> and the fans are a buzz. <laughs> Stay um, tuned. <laughs> um, the, okay, all right, all right, all right, all right. Well, well I, was, I was actually bringing up your wife because I was just curious, like, uh, okay, so she's a graphic designer. I'm assuming she's kind of a TV buff, or or maybe not. I don't know. What, what? Yeah, we watch a lot of TV together, but the problem is we fall asleep in front of the TV at different times, so then we can't actually ever delete anything on the, the DVR, because <laughs> I, I got to watch all that episode she didn't, and then she watched something I didn't, and um, so we're, we're never actually deleting anything. Yeah. I don't have a point to that story. It's just it's just reality, folks. Are you a, are you a positive TV viewer? Like when you're watching, are you are you always you don't seem like a very uh, 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 judgmental. Well, I'm not a critic, so that that helps. I don't have to critique shows, you and know. You're, and you're not like, but you don't watch it through that lens of like grumble, 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 or snark, snarky, snark, snark, snark. No, for the most part, not. I yeah. mean, if if. If if I had a bad run in with someone, then it kind of it does maybe cloud a little bit my viewing pleasure. Example, but. example, <laughs> example. <laughs> they're clapping, but they're not chanting. They're not. It's so, a, they like my chanting. It's a half heart. Exactly. I think we're supposed to do a jig at that point. <laughs> you can't. You can't give an example, can you? I probably can't. No. All right. Vince Gilligan was like he 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 mistook you for a waiter at a at a luncheon. Exactly. No, Vince is like one of the, the sweetest guys, as yeah, you know. Yeah, I know. Great guy. That's why does the best TV writer have to also be the nicest? It fucks up everything for everybody, right? Because it's like, oh, Dan, why are you an asshole? Clearly, no actual reason. <laughs> Before Vince Gilligan like bro, you know, popped, you know, as like, like like Mr. Congeniality, like it was, you know, you could there was a there was a there was a it was like you know it was a it was a myth that you could perpetuate. You could go like, look, I'm too I'm too talented to be nice. <laughs> but now he's just like, oh, I don't know, I, I love making TV. <laughs> and he makes the darkest TV. That's I'm what's the, amazing I'm about the, I'm this the guy. Luckiest guy in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you introduced me to Vince Gilligan, which is like the biggest favor I think anyone's ever done me. Because he, then he ended up doing a prospector on right. on Community, and he's he's so awesome. And he, I never did get my finder's fee. Uh, I, I, uh, you, you don't consider this a reward? <laughs> me bringing you out and talking about rape and, and grilling you about your marriage. Um, the, uh, he, he, he came to the set and was like off book for his prospector character and was so 
like n- determined to do a good professional job as an actor. It was it was it was awesome. Like, like he was like he I don't know. I just he, again didn't have to. He doesn't have to give a shit. He could have like rolled in there in a diaper and been like, "Someone get the shit out of this," and then give me a lemonade and then a teleprompter because I'm not gonna learn anything. I make TV. I'm not gonna learn your TV. <laughs> But he came in dressed as a cowboy and was like, "Where do I stand?" <laughs> All right, let me let me let me get let me get in the zone. Howdy, it. partners! And he just fucking, fucking nailed it. He'd been working on it all night. He knew how to fucking twirl a gun. It was like, but uh, the the showrunner who nailed it, of course, was Mitch Hurwitz. Mm. Yeah, he's amazing. We gotta have have him back on here. Yeah, you got more Coogler. Oh, all right, let's uh, uh, let's we should bring out uh, Demorge Brown. If he's here, I saw him here. All right, this is Mike Schneider from TV Guide Magazine. He's the chief content officer. CCO, yo. Yo. <laughs> um, well, you want to weigh in on, on the state of television? Nope. Yes. No, I, I mean, I, I don't know what else there is to say. Uh, it's changing, and it's changing. And I think that uh, the audience is di- sort of dictating the format right now. It's still finding its place. It's still grounding itself. But um, Oh, here's a question. But that's, but that's venue-related. And the stories are, you know, everybody's sort of heightening stakes, and it's just the audience is responding to what it wants, and everybody else is trying to keep up. Speaking of which, well, well, one more thing about TV that's an important breaking topic. Algorithmic versus development. Like, like there's this new thing. It's like no joke. Netflix was assembled by someone looking at a chart of Kevin Spacey fans also like political thrillers and also like what's her name. Um, Like when they assembled a show. Uh, based on an algorithm, but they, they 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 skipped that whole thing of like, oh, the writer comes up with an idea and then the suit like, uh, you know, helps him because uh, whatever <laughs> ostensibly suits no more than writers about making TV, which is the dumbest idea. It's like doesn't make any sense. But um, and and I see you know I see people having different opinions about that because it does sound a little Orwellian. I mean, Yahoo knew. I think I've told the story of like Yahoo knew that knew what community was worth before they bought it. Not what it was worth. I doubt they. I doubt they turned a profit on Community because the the they probably paid a lot of money for it. So how would you make that back? I, I think. Uh, I don't think their intention was to turn a huge profit. I think their intention was to draw big numbers, and they knew that those numbers would be big because they they, they already knew. I had a conversation with them where they revealed that they already knew. Yeah, have they shown you any numbers? I mean, before the show aired, yeah, but they now, already ha- knew. Now and, they- and they, yeah, everything is going according to their fucking weird, like uh, Jeff Goldblum and Jurassic Park. Uh, <laughs> like they they graphed out a bell curve, like they they the, of, of unique impressions p- potential and blah blah blah. It's just it's just going according to plan. They're like NASA technicians that just they were never worried about it. And I'm sitting there going, oh, gee, I hope uh, hope we do okay on Tuesday night because I'm like this caveman and. They're like Silicon Valley people that are just like they can like melt things with their eyes and uh, they get shit done for a living. And then there's like, like you contrast that with this like these orange people, like, like these, these development people that are like, so I don't 
don't think a female lead's gonna work. Why don't where why don't you think what are you who are you? Where did you go to school? What it, seminar it, did you attend? Who it, are you? Hey, my name's Michael Jacobson. <laughs> you just burnt a bridge, you're not gonna be able to build back, see? I'm Mr. Hollywood. I make television. I'm Michael Dick Jacobson. I hope I hope there's no one actually named Mike Jacobson. <laughs> you gotta hear not from that all of them. <laughs> I'm bright orange. I'm an orange person. I, I have three posters on the wall behind me. One is for a show I worked on, which is a piece of shit. One is for a classic TV that I didn't work on. Uh, the other is for like some fucking French thing with, with a French title, so it looks like I'm smart. And I've never seen it. Does it I'm I feel, orange! I feel badly for shows like, uh, like Homicide Life on the Streets that sort of had to run this this gauntlet of like of anonymity and 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 also being praised because they were forced into that network. Yeah, and there are a lot, a lot of those shows that would have lasted a lot longer if they'd been on now because they have that rabid fan base. But it just was the, well, the, the wrong popular time. and would have been seen more probably. Right? I talked to people about that show and they like I have no idea what that is and it blows my mind. It was because they mean, all love the wire. And it's yeah, it was ahead of it, ahead of the t- ahead of its time. So yeah. it would it would would have lasted like ten years now if it was on today. Yeah. And who knows? They're bringing back everything, so maybe, so maybe one day they'll bring that back. back. So right after an all new Fuller House. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe full, the Full House thing is happening, and then like it was announced that they were gonna do Full House, and then a couple weeks later. The new headline was Dave Coulier signs on to do Full House. I'm like, you, dude, you, you close that deal first. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm no Full House fan, but you don't do it without the cools. <laughs> what, what are you gonna have, like Zac Efron doing Bullwinkle impressions for the, for the 32 year old uh, girls? Yeah, the, <laughs> he tucks them in. The Cools uh, contract writer was uh, just uh, you know uh, unattainable at first, but no, they were all they were all pretty much on. I mean, it was funny. Just a couple days ago, they said finally that Saget was on board, but he's been on board from the beginning. They just need to hammer uh, out. Those yeah, deals. yeah, I should know that more than anybody. We're always like like, like taping our third episode when Allison Bree's contract closes. You know, <laughs> like it's always like, oh, are we gonna be able to air this? Um, yeah, they different different people need need different amounts of time to scare me. Um, <laughs> all right, so uh, will, will you will you stay and play Shadowrun? I know it's probably your favorite part of the podcast. <laughs> it's a, I, should I? I, 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 I would like you to. I okay. like it when our guests do it. Curtis Curtis was a new newcomer, and, and I was once new. Yes, and, and, and you like now playing Shadowrun. Now I'm so experienced, I'm almost cynical about the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna phone it in tonight? Yeah, probably. But it's, that's okay. I'm, it's like a role playing game. Did you ever do that as a kid? Ever play role playing games, Dungeons and Dragons, anything like that? Oh, a long time ago, yeah. yeah. But so it's like you get your, you get your character sheet. It's got a bunch of nonsense on it. Sorry, Spencer. Uh, <laughs> it's like you, it won't. I mean, it's like I've, we're all drunk and it's, a, it's like armor. I'm gonna mess this up horribly, but all yeah, right. yeah. But primarily, it's just like improvised storytelling and a, a turn based uh, format. With Spencer is the only one who can actually say what happens but you we the rest of us when it's our turn can say what we want to try to do it's probably a good pretty good explanation <laughs> um 
So do we? We got we got a we got a doctor. You're playing the doctor, right? I guess I am. But yeah. I mean, you went on to another story. I don't know if Doctor Friend is still in the story. Oh God! Are you oh, kidding he's, me? He's is he always there. in the story? Yeah, he okay. was in. All right, well then I'm Doctor Friend still. You don't cut cowboy out of Midnight Cowboy. Uh, and uh, Demorge is, of course, Poldergast. Yeah, and uh, so I wonder if we should just have Schneider play Mercy O'Donnell or. I know I had a little I had a discuss because Aaron 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 like texts me during the show sometimes when she's not doing it she's gonna watch it live and uh, I don't know she said she's like you always you always have a girl come up to play Mercy and then we got one of those conversations my point of view was like well yeah but like we, we we don't we don't have a lot of women up here and then it's like it's not it's not because only a woman can play the character it's just because. Like they make up half the planet, and then we, and then we, and then we don't have any up here, and then there's like a character that's a lady. I don't know. God, it's hard to be a white knight these days. <laughs> that's what I, I've, I've learned. That's the that's the phrase for what I do constantly. I'm 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 always white knighting. That's my thing. White knighting, man. Yeah. It's but it's not, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not the. It's not the doing it to get laid thing because it's it's the it's the I'm just doing it to try to trick people into liking me. I'm like, give these women a break. Man, I'm a big hero. I think that's that's usually why people do it. I don't think the you know those gallant nerds are trying to get laid. They're just trying to do what they think. I mean, will make people like them. If if we're going to eliminate that as a you know, if if trying to make people like you isn't a good reason to uh, not be racist or sexist or anything, like I mean, I I, I might have to just give up. <laughs> I don't know what else is in it for me anymore. I kind of, I'm just gonna like roll over and die. Yay! That's. A... I heard your brains. Weird young hologram brains. I don't. I don't know. Hurry up and die, you old man, so we can have our future world. <laughs> Get out of our way, fatty. <laughs> Old fat man with your dumb 70s concepts. Uh, wait, I said dumb 70s and paused and someone said glasses. Like I, first of all, like I was searching for the word glasses <laughs> while touching them. What do you call these on my face? Uh, second of all, come on. It's supposed to be safe here. <laughs> I'm calling myself old and fat, and you're and you're going. Don't, don't forget your glasses are dumb, <laughs> and you d and you don't shower either. <laughs> F fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so wait, so we got a Mercy, we got a Nightblade, we got a Hortigard, we got a we got a Doctor. Uh, is it? I mean, do we, the Jeff's character? We're fine. We got we got We're a lot of fine. have a have a girl play Jeff's character. Uh, we got Annie. We got real life Annie. Well, you've got, you've had your your big moment in the spotlight. I don't think that's a good enough reason. <laughs> You seem kind of beleaguered by it. You're I don't like, blame you. There's been a mandate. Uh, <laughs> people feel like I should well, be up the, there. <laughs> the guys have been talking. I really want to play with you. <laughs> uh, no! 
That sounds like a mandate. No, all right, Adam, we're not. We're, I mean, we're, we just don't even I'll have enough chairs, Ooh. right? We got all yeah, the. Yeah, we seat. don't even have enough chairs. Oh my bad. I, this is all behind people. We're not going to reject Annie and then say yes to Adam. That's not. No, that's not. That's crazy. I sure all was. Right. <laughs> all right. But Lord thank Goldberg, you. sit. Kurt, one of these days. Curtis will be back, and I know. Right uh, to the moon. Adam Goldberg uh, told me in the green room, which he's not allowed in, uh, that he wrote a... He uh, did knock, though, which if you knock on the green room door, what does that mean? And like a vampire. It means why are, you, it. why are you near the green room? <laughs> um, <so laughs> no, I, I, enjoyed, I enjoyed his knock, though. It was, it was pleasurable to me. Um, he, wrote a qu- he wrote a quiz, which obviously we don't have time to do tonight. But I thought he wrote quiz. it for the AV Club. I'm yeah. I'm way. My assistant is so fired. <laughs> What's up? I, I mean, should I get? Is Dustin gonna do a music or yeah. am I gonna do it off a cappella? Are you guys? Is that even what you guys are looking right, for on. right now? A- a- Annie, why don't you, why don't you come, come up? Do you, do, you, do, you need, do you need help? Uh, anything? Is that, is that do, okay? Uh, yeah, I forgot. Okay, we'll have Annie play. Uh, I can't remember goddamn Jeff's yeah, character's that is name. Yours. Eve Libertine. Eve Libertine. Okay. All right. Thank you, Annie. Real life Annie. After that uh, enthusiastic no uh, earlier, I just feel so. No, I just sort of conditional love. That's Lap it true. up. Uh, how, did you like the finale? Yeah. Um, like seriously, the. Like the whole scene, like like you're like, oh, pick out this costume, and I'm like, okay, sure. And then it's like this, literally this whole scene about what we're about what we were talking about, and like, and then uh, and then with that button of Annie saying like, I miss wearing skirts, like it was like it was like you were speaking, and it was like we were speaking. <laughs> did you what did you think about the? Because uh, I I was I was it was like three in the morning, we were about to shoot the last scene, and I'd been up all night, and I got I wrote the scene, and Annie enters the study room. And Jeff is standing there, and the cursor's been blinking there forever. And I wrote like four different versions. Like I wrote like truly raunchy, like the joke is how horny they are for each other <laughs> scenes. And I then I erased it, and I wrote like like oh uh, why are we still forcing this? We're not into this and this versions. And I just like all erased, and the cursor's still blinking. And then I had Aaron on instant message, and I said, what do I do? I, I, how do I? What do I do here? And Aaron said, have you ever seen Drop Dead Fred? Uh, and <laughs> And I said, no, I, haven't, I actually haven't seen it. And she was like, it's a very, there's a very sweet kiss at the end of Drop Dead Fred. She has to kiss Drop Dead Fred goodbye. And it's not a sexual kiss. It's not, it's not necessarily an unromantic kiss, but it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not she, they're not macking on each other, as the kids said in 1982. But it was a kiss goodbye. Like it, was, it was love. Uh, what, wh- what did you think? Well, I try not to ship because I believe that the people who are making our television for us should be making those decisions and people shouldn't be complaining on the internet about it just because they want to see two people kiss. Oh, shit! Thank you. Uh, But that being said, two things. Not only was it a a really nice and not overly done thing, uh, I also really love that in Jeff's fantasy he was wearing the same, that she was wearing the same outfit. Like, he was still (laughs) coming back to that. Like... (laughs) Yeah, well, that was, was faster to shoot that way. <laughs> the truth comes out. <laughs> uh, 
All right. Well, anyways, yeah, that was weird for me to fish. Like, like actually, I it was. I didn't. I wasn't. I, I wanted more to give Aaron credit for for helping me write the 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 final scene of the of the season on, uh, with some nice sweet advice cold from a silly movie that I that I hadn't seen. Shit, that's a, that's called a muse. That's what you call, yeah. Because women can't be writers, but they can be muses. <laughs> As long inspire. as it's not that horrible Sharon Stone movie. It's <laughs> an Albert Brooks movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they were both in it. All right. Uh, all right. Well, let's. Uh, I mean, I guess that's 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 it. We gotta. We, 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 what else could I possibly do to slow down the show? I can't. Oh, did you, you notice could. I'm in costume? Yeah, well, yeah. You're kind of you're wearing the same thing, right? The yeah. the the, well, the, 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 act, the thing, costume in yeah. question, sort of. Right, but yeah. this is it. Yeah. This, yeah. This, you're so impressed. You're all just silent. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, don't, welcome to yeah. cosplay. It's this boring. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. When you're cosplaying just a regular person. Right. <laughs> hey, Hello. I spent four hours sewing this ruffle onto my uh, oh, onto no. my dress. Four hours. For those of you who aren't watching on the video feed, oh, An- Annie just threw her cane. <laughs> I'm so mad. In anger because no one applauded her outfit. <laughs> don't do it now. Now you just be, you know. Yeah, they weren't gonna do it. Me. Oh, okay. Now that's horrible. That's a toxic. <laughs> that was terrible. That was like that little tiny turd I, that I comes out of my dog when I make him poop. I'm like, you can't. You're crate training him. You better pretend to pee if nothing else. Then you can come back in and eat. And he's like, a little drop comes out. All right. Is there a guest? <laughs> Mike, are, are you uh, are you having a good time? Yes, although I'm nervous now because I really I'm, I'm going to screw this up. Have you here. memorized no, no, no. the sheet yet? I'm going to take them back in two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> you, you'll very quickly see you know, that nervousness will give way to uh, frustration and boredom. Uh, not, 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 not induced by yeah. your skills. I but. mean, I'd say it is, but yeah, if you get uh, if you get confused, just kind of withdraw. You don't have to really dig in deeper and try and understand any of that stuff. So. There yeah. you go. I mean, and it's, now, yeah. it's time <laughs> for a new episode of Shadowrun. <laughs> oh, is there a guest uh, that we have to give credit for? Yeah, this one is just a tweet that Jeff Davis sent. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is guest, guest summarizer Jeff Davis. Yep. All right. Is there, where's, where's the cue? Here it is. All right. Harmontown Shadowrun recap now. Eve had an eagle flap tear gas out. Mercy was composed but cried. Nightblade baked a guard's brains. Dicks were of average size. That's, that's it. I baked a brain? Yeah. I mean, realistically, someone broke a window so that tear gas could leave, and then you tased someone so hard his brain melted. All right, so we're like in a room in this kind of hospital. You're in the hospital of a, of a Brain Plus Limited. You're in the C-Beta Ward. You snuck in there using, using lies and subterfuge to try and infiltrate this place. You're looking for secret stolen data. Well, I don't know if it's stolen. Secret data that you're trying to steal for your employer. Anything, yeah. Are we all in the same room? 
Yeah, you're all in the same room. There's two guards knocked out on the floor. They're unconscious. All right. Well, you, you guys know what I'm thinking. It's the old dress as a guard. <laughs> time, to, time to, you know what? I just start taking off the guards, one of the guards' pants. <laughs> my, I'm a man of action. Not, I'm not going to explain myself. And um, since we're in a hospital and I'm a doctor, I'm going to stay in my clothes. <laughs> And just pretend like I'm a doctor in this hospital. Yeah. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm going to si- size up my compatriots and compare them to the sizes of the uh, indisposed guards to see who might fit in their clothes better. Um, one of the guards is human-sized. That's the only guard whose clothes haven't been removed. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah. So so uh, yeah. All right. I'll I'll undress this guard and stick these human-sized clothes on, and uh, <laughs> they feel really good. They they absolutely do. <laughs> Pleather. <laughs> well, uh, since Hordegard, since you kind of have the psychic abilities, but like... I'm also rather uh, minute. So perhaps the clothes would not fit on me. That's. Quite true. You think they'd fit me? Yeah, yeah, I'd say. You're right. pretty average. I'll get dressed up as the, uh, the other guard. Let's that see. happens. Two suits of guard clothes. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> now we need to plan. Uh... Wait a minute. Do I, not, do I not have clothes on? You have normal people clothes on. Oh, okay. So, okay, so you don't need more guards. Well, Just there aren't any up. more guards. If, <laughs> right. You know, that could be an avenue to explore. Yeah, maybe we should go find some more. And uh, <laughs> I was wondering if I could use spellcasting to create a uniform for myself. Uh, no. Damn it. Sorry. <laughs> Why don't you uh, uh, psychically scope out the outside area, see if we're or get a lay of the land. So uh, I'm going to use a sort of uh, uh, one of these... Um, uh, sort of mental mental waves, mental planning, sort of active source, uh, to scope and see if there are any guards in the in the vicinity. You, you got that? What is it like a detect detect humans kind of spell? This you is correct. That. Pro- provided that yeah, provided the guards are human. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, you do that. You detect not any guards anywhere nearby or in the outside hall, except for the one that you well you can't detect it because that's dead. But you detect humans not in this hall, but in the next hall over. There's all sorts of them with weaker auras. Some of them are sick and damaged. You, you could tell they've uh, had cyberwares and certain ailments that are causing their spirits to look differently colored than normal to your senses. This would suggest to me that they are perhaps uh, patients. It uh, would. Subjects. Uh, that the chips might also be in this room? Is this possible, that they're being t- tested on them? Uh, you don't know well, anything about that. I, okay. have like a, I, so, I have, a, I have a, like a meta question. Yes. Like, would, do, do I not remember you saying, didn't we scope this place out and there's like some computer room like up, there's up a few There's a security levels? room in the top floor of the building right. that someone found. I right. don't know who it was. I mean, that's got to be where, like... Firefly would be right on Baldwin. Well, it would be where security is. Oh, that's right, the butterfly. Yeah. Um, I mean, 
Like, uh, geez, I'm not really a thinking man. It's, it's not that the guy playing me is stupid. It's, uh, the guy playing me is a, like the Dustin Hoffman of role-playing. And the, the character, me, I'm just an idiot and a little drunk. I deserve accolades, not, uh, not for anyone to think I'm a bad, bad player. <laughs> I'm kind. I guess I'm. I'm kind of. I'm kind of at a loss. Like I think. I think. I think we just got to find like records room. I, I guess I would start up at that security area. Uh, can I, it's a, does the map soft? Uh, is it detailed enough to have a map inside the building? No, you don't have any maps of this building. Quite. Quite. May I here. use my vision zoom uh, to look through the building to find the security room? The vision zoom is like a magnifying kind of thing. It can't see through stuff, but like you could see like but 60 could, feet away. I could see. Okay. So if I leave looking for it, I'll use my vision zoom mm-hmm. and I, I'll be in the hallway. Yeah. And I can see it right at the end of the hallway. If it is there, yes. But it's not. Well, I mean. Let me look. You head out into the hallway using your vision zoom, and you only see a hallway leading to the... <laughs> I can't no see. No good. The B-beta ward. What about... Uh, can I use perception to, to find out where we're supposed to go? Uh, yeah. Yes. You look around, and you locate a small, a small plaque that has, an, has, has a virtual readout of the map of the place. And you can see all the offices with listings for all the employees, and there's an office that still lists Baldwin Brown. Ah! <laughs> now we're getting somewhere. I would it, suggest we use my sneaking four plus two to sneak there. To sneak there. It's going to be quite some ways. You trace your way through the map, and you're going to at least have to go down some stairs that are located by the central cafeteria area. I can't do stairs. Well, uh... <laughs> Meta. Uh, there's a. Well, 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 well it's uh, me and me and Mercy will go with you, and uh, yeah, well, if, if she's with guards, you know, she should be safer. She, w- she won't look like an interloper. Uh, you guys are on your own. I'm a bad leader. <laughs> uh, could we uh, perhaps leave the doctor uh, with the uh, guards who have been redressed? Yeah. Is that possible? To keep an eye on them? Should they wake and. Uh, what? The, possibly leave the, the. I would like to follow them and perhaps leave you with the uh, with the with the guards who are on the ground. Should they leave me with the guards? Yes. Okay. That's <laughs> <laughs> kind of a shit duty. It's it's what I usually do. I wind up waiting in the car, but at least I'm in the room this time. Why are you so tired? I mean, why don't why don't we just make sure they don't wake up for a long time? I stun them both again. Okay. Their bodies twitch. Uh, I, don't, I, don't want, I don't want anyone to feel left out, you know? Well, this is, this so is the, whole the shadow comes, run. You know? Maybe what we could do is we could put you in a wheelchair. I'm the doctor, and we could be walking down like I've got my, I've got my, uh, I've got my, my file here, and we're on our way to a pros, you know, to I love it. have her look at. It. Okay. And we'll so, just, we'll just kind of escort you. And yeah, yeah. 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 And Hortigard, Hortigard, you watch the guards. <laughs>
Yeah. Yeah, this is what I'll do. <laughs> well, otherwise I'd be the only one looking like a weirdo. <laughs> Walking the now hall. you come with too. I mean, we got two guards, a doctor, a patient. I mean, it's not like anyone's gonna go. But who's that guy? <laughs> <laughs> it looks like I can forge some documents. Do you need those uh, medical records forged? Yes. Uh, some, yes. Some? Okay. <laughs> do it. <laughs> Just trying to help. No, I have. Uh, did I sound sarcastic? I, I got really excited about you forging documents. I, <laughs> I got really excited too. I did uh, this let's outfit. Let's do it. Let's do I it. Let's do a montage to... of him forging documents. <laughs> You, is there a music cue? Nope, there's no music guy. Dustin's getting high. He's like, <laughs> no, there's none. He said, yeah. love lift us up where we belong. <laughs> and then documents. All right. You print some out. They're really convincing looking to your eyes. I wish I could whistle so I could do that. These are some, these are some smart looking docs. <laughs> You know it. <laughs> it's what I do. <laughs> All right, everybody take a document. <laughs> Even the doctor. All right, let's go. Let's head for the head for the uh, uh, Baldwin's office. All right, you do that. You charge out into the hallway and down down the hallway and through a door. As you, as you open the door, you hear the sounds behind you of five or six guards shuffling into the hallway. They're just kind of looking around, but they don't seem bothered by your official-looking presence. <laughs> you cross out of the hallway and into the cafeteria area. You see all sorts of delicious salads, real salads, not oh. the fake shit. But... You're only distracted momentarily. You get to the elevator, which is next to the stairwell that I mentioned earlier. I press a button. Wh which one? One of you guys want to help me pick a button? <laughs> which floor was uh, Baldwin on? Down. Down. Did you say that? <laughs> Did you say down? Yes. All right. You want, you want to press it? You press it. <laughs> All right, the elevator arrives. <laughs> this is so amazing. We're fucking nailing this. <laughs> I was like, I've been on a lot of shadow runs, and I was like, this is fucking butter. What's is a nice, nice, quiet moment in the elevator together? Let's get to know each other. Huh? Where'd you learn to forge documents like that? <laughs> Use of practice. You're looking really sharp in that, uh, that, that guard's outfit. Oh, thanks. Yeah, yeah, I used to work in law enforcement. It's part of my dark past. How you doing, Doc? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Is this uh, stirring your loins to be back in a medical establishment? I'm back where I need to be. Yeah? Thank you. <laughs> why'd, you why'd you fall from grace? <laughs> I'm sorry. It's nothing I want to talk about. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll talk about right now. Sorry. If I summon some butterflies, would we all shut up? The fuck? <laughs> I was just making a joke. I'm sorry. Right. I'm not Jeff. In case you didn't notice. All right. Oh. Ding. Oh, here. Yeah. <laughs> Shh. 
Saved by the bell. (laughs) The door opens into a large reception-like area with no windows. It seems like you may be underground or something. It is a reception area, so there's a nice receptionist seated at a desk. Her brown hair in a sharp, sharp, stylish, future style. It looks crazy, but normal for you guys. She looks up at you expectantly. She doesn't say anything, though. Hey, uh, Mercy, you're usually the, uh, the, the tricky talker. Well, you'll see by these documents we're supposed to be here. Here oh. you go. She looks at the documents and inspects them thoroughly. She's like, this is great. I, w- I was just saying that in the elevator. <laughs> this guy's amazing. But she glances over at Hortigard and is like, that guy, who's he? Uh, very calmly, very stoically, I reached inside and pulled out uh, my identification that says Frank Douglas, security guard, uh, and provide this to her. Uh, I work uh, mostly on the ground floor uh, looking for uh, troublesome people, hence hmm. the armor. Um, okay. <laughs> here you do this? You do this here? This is correct. Huh. <clears throat> Mercy. Uh, use your uh, use your patented uh, uh, convincing skills and spin a spin a little something. All right, we're supposed to be here. <laughs> so shut up. Uh, yeah, uh, we're just gonna keep going. So who's, thanks. Oh, <laughs> okay. You push past her. Lady, what's the problem? I mean, we got two just, security guards. Who is guards. this guy? He says he works here. He gives me an ID that shows he works at the different location. He's well, a fancy fucking security consultant. I'm a consultant. Like, you're, you're talking your way into a goddamn like uh, burnt bridge to nowhere, man. Like, aren't you a temp? Excuse me. I'm Doctor Friend, <laughs> and this is my patient, and. He's in serious condition and needs help, and we need to get to Dr. Brown's office. You're going to let us go, and that's the end of it. Oh, all right. (laughs) You're the doctor. She lets you go through the door into the next room. All right, I hope that that works. I mean, I, I can't. I don't read people that well. Where's 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 Brown? You're oh. in a large circular room. It's it's completely circular. There's a central kind of also circular area. It looks like it's maybe some sort of shaft or who knows what. But doors are on the outside of this room, kind of radiating off like spokes all over the place. You smell formaldehyde and other unsavory smells all over the place. It's heavy in the air down here. Must not get too much ventilation down here or something. It's making it smell shitty. (laughs) You see six doors, excluding the one you came through to the waiting area. All right. uh, Let's look for Baldwin Brown's door. There's one that says 
207. That's the number of Baldwin Brown's office. You guys. <laughs> For those just listening, Tamora just throwing Annie's cane. <laughs> this is like a, it's a low budget mic drop. <laughs> Annie out. Uh, I'll uh, I'll stay in guard in case anybody you know in case uh, that receptionist stuff didn't really work you know I'll just zap her. <laughs> anybody comes through here they won't get much further I'll tell you that for nothing. But just as you're saying that you hear the chirp chirp chirping of your comlink making some noise as if you're receiving some sort of call from an encrypted line. Hello. Hey, remember me? No. <laughs> it's Baldwin. Baldwin Brown. Oh, hey. You got me my latest job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> you delivered me to a new employer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How'd that work out for you? Did they kill I mean, you? It, no, I'm still alive. Oh, that's... That's great. I, yeah, it's better than not being that. You're right. Anyway, it has come, it has come to my attention that you're, you're going after some of my research. It seems my employer has hired you to steal that research from me for their benefit. What? Uh, if you say so. <laughs> I mean, I'm not looking to start anything here. I'm just saying, you know, I really don't want them to have it. They didn't earn it. It's dangerous if they have it. Blah, blah, blah. The world's going to end. All sorts of shit. Please don't deliver it to them. Listen, Baldwin, if there's a place we could meet and discuss why we shouldn't do our jobs when you're doing your job and everyone in the world does their job, we could maybe we could make up a new job where you pay us to not do our jobs that's also there's a vast american tradition in that it's it's, it's called subsidy you know it's uh, i had a i had an uncle who had a friend they, he literally his job was to not grow corn of course these were in the these were in the old days before the pocket clips <laughs> when when there was corn <laughs> Now you see a salad and you fucking freak out, you know? But uh, back then there was corn everywhere. But, uh, so anyways, I mean, we're, we're uh, without, 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 without freaking you out, you know, we're really close to our objective. We're gonna follow through on it because dumb to get this far and, and we'll, let's meet somewhere. Let's meet somewhere. I, I'm under tight surveillance. I mean, I'm not, I'm not under, you know, I'm not allowed to leave the building. I can't escape physically. Well, you get, so I'm kind of stuck here. Well, you got phone privileges, so like, we'll, why don't you call us in 10 minutes? <laughs> anyway, I'm sending one of my associates to your location. What? Maybe we can make a drop if you're willing. Um, well, ask him what it's worth to him. Tell him you're br he's breaking up. You're, br you're, you're uh, breaking up. You're breaking up. It doesn't work. What? It's been 30 years since that's been a valid excuse. <laughs> well, hold on. You know, I'm going to put you on the phone with Mercy. You know, Mercy. She, I'm, just a, I'm just a hood. You know, I'm just like a muscle. 
I don't even, I'm gonna put you on the phone with Mercy. And uh, she's like, she's like the diplomat and the talker and the talker. All right, all right. Hello? Hey. It's Baldwin. Baldwin who? (laughs) Baldwin Brown. Guys, I'm stalling them. I'm stalling them. You guys go get the records. (laughs) Baldwin Brown. No, I don't. But... Well, that's okay. Wait, you don't, you don't need to know who I am. I don't think you're allowed to just say you found them. <laughs> I heard. I, I heard you're sneaking. Nice sneaking, and then we find them. Uh, well, no. There's this door. It's got all sorts of crazy locks. It looks like it has some sort of biometric scanner on it that needs some sort of important authorized data to let someone through. Ah, shit. I, 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 look, I look on my person for doesn't, like... Uh, doesn't Mercy have some sort of access to these sort of things? I don't a know. Computer key? Well, we got, we're security guard clothes. Don't we have something on us that's like a thing? You know, like a yeah. card? What it doesn't we? seem to be reacting to the thing. It seems like... Uh, if I use... I have these uh, smart-linked uh, sunglasses. Is there a way uh, to tap into the system, maybe backdoor it, and find a code from inside? Uh... I, do you have hacking? I don't think you do. I have lock picking. That won't work. Nope. I have I have computer, software, hardware. I mean, very low ratings. Like, would Arcana or Alchemy do anything? Do any good right now? Uh, what was the first one? Arcana. No. We're in a shadow run and no one knows how to fucking do computer shit. <laughs> it's like the fucking point. You hear a voice I, over your comm links being all like, "Hey guys." Did you say you needed hacking? Oh, wait, yeah, where's that guy? God damn it. (laughs) Hack guy. You didn't invite me into the Uber. Jeez, God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Like, the word hack is in his name. (laughs) We left him. We're the worst Shadowrunners ever. Uh, can I send an Uber for him? Did, uh, yeah, I mean, I can. I, I do this remote. I've been watching you guys. Uh, you set off like five vibration sensors. You broke a window. That's like where they're set. <laughs> anyway, let me work on this door. It'll take a couple minutes. All right, keep talking to Baldwin. That was good. Baldwin, you still there? Oh, yeah. I, you just stopped talking for like 30 seconds. <laughs> Sorry about that. So, where are you calling from again? I mean, I'm in my office. They don't let me leave. You put me here. I don't... I mean, this doesn't seem like the important part of why I called. It's important. This research, it's my life's work. They didn't earn it. They're trying to, trying to turn it to make monies. And I'm trying to help people. Do you get it? I don't... I don't have money. They don't even pay me. Like, I don't even think that's legal by their standards. But they don't. I mean, I could owe you guys, but I don't have the monies. Ask them what these things do. Like, what's the big deal? What do these things do, and what's the big deal? What? (laughs) It's research. I mean, you guys wouldn't understand it. It has to do with reversing the effects of BTL chip brain degradation. Uh, I've uh, tapped in on my comlink and I'm listening in. Uh, can I apply uh, my uh, analyzed truth to find out uh, some sense of how, lit- how, how truthful he's being? Unfortunately, it doesn't work over electronic communication. Well, I thought I'd try. It's worth it. What if, what if we paid you? Yeah, I mean, sure. <laughs> now, you're, now, now you're on our payroll. 
We, I could be. Do you guys have payroll? <laughs> we have some cool uh, uh, guards outfits. <laughs> also, you'd have to access a digital W9 for yourself. Hey, well, that sounds fine. Hack, I uh, don't rush or anything. We don't want you to do a less than perfect job, so take your time uh, on the door. Hey, man, it's done. It's been done. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right, I open the door. You open the door. You see an antique-style office. It's got old, uh, what do you call it, unfinishing, de-finishing. I don't know. What's that thing where the finishing is going away? Wood? Old. An old Distress. desk. Distressed. Tarnished. Patina. It's a tarnished desk. You see an old tarnished desk with a key lock. One of these old style throwback keys in it. Key locks, rather. There's not a key in the lock. All Nothing right. else is in the office. It looks like most of the stuff has been moved out recently. Well, you know I'm picking that lock. You are picking that lock. You're going to ask me what my lock picking is? No, it should be like... I have a crowbar. <laughs> I do. I have a crowbar. Can I use the crowbar? I'd really rather use a lockpick. It's... <laughs> oh, so now we get delicate. It's a little more okay. elegant, you know? I mean, all right, no, go ahead. Is I mean, there danger it... in leaving it, you know, disarrayed? No, it's just, but it's cooler to pick the lock. <laughs> if it fails, we'll crowbar. Okay, okay, go. I mean, I didn't mean to step on your toes in the elevator. No, 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 it's fine. <laughs> See, I upset you. No, you haven't upset me. Please, pick the lock. (laughs) I pick the lock. Mercy, keep him talking. (laughs) You pick the lock. Yeah. It's picked. Okay, open it. I open it. You open it, and you see. You see three data chips. I grab them. (laughs) You do that. They're in your grasp. You've obtained what might be the secret research. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, but but also we have to do something that that gets applause. (laughs) uh, I know you think there should be an ending. Oh, that wasn't. No, you want an end. Oh, okay. I got them, guys. The the posse's in the pocket. But soon that posse's gonna be in my pocket, bitch. Who's that? Jesse Yellowman. <laughs> Are you, you on the phone? No. He's in the hospital with you guys. He's snuck in near you guys without watching, like the ninjas of a cat. I can't talk. He's got the ninjas of a cat. You gotta give me those data chips the easy way or the hard ways, bitch. Snicked. Wolverine claws pop out of his knuckles. All right, that's that's been Harmontown for for this week. Let's thank guest Mike Schneider from TV Guide Magazine, special guest comptroller Curtis Armstrong, Annie Demore Spencer in the back room there, Dustin Marshall our producer, Zach McKeever on audio, Chris Buruff, Buruff. And Sarah Hill uh, doing all the video streaming duties. Uh, thank you very much. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. And hopefully Jeff will be back, and hopefully Curtis will be back, and hopefully you guys can come back anytime you want. God bless you. 
Radio. the United States government, it is the mission of the National Security Agency to assess and flag citizens of the country who may present a threat to its security. The NSA has clearance to wiretap by any means necessary. Tapped. Incidental recordings of private conversations from the files of the NSA. Now on feralaudio.com. Hello, beautiful. I'm Amy Errett, founder of Madison Reed, a hair color company I named after my daughter. One of the things I value most in life is time. Time to spend with my daughter, time to spend with family, and the time I put into my company that's reinventing the way women color their hair. The busiest, most successful women I know use Madison Reed, the amazing hair color hack. In under an hour and for less than $25, Madison Reed delivers gorgeous, shiny, multi-dimensional, healthy-looking hair with an ammonia-free formula. You'll look like you just came from a salon, but the reality is you have more me time to do what you love. Things get busy. Let us take care of you and your hair. Find your perfect shade at madison-reed.com and get 10% off plus free shipping on your first color kit. Use code NEW. That's code NEW. Try it. Love it. That's the beauty of Madison Reed. <laughs> 